Okay, if you'd like to get your Bibles, we're going to go to the book of 1 John chapter 5 and verse 13. 1 John chapter 5 verse 13. I'll just play this while you're turning there. Okay, let's pray, and we'll just pray as we, before we open up thy word, Lord, I ask that you would help us today as we open up the word of God. May we just look at, continue in the book of First John. We thank you for, uh, Lord, the Bible. We thank you, Lord, that we have the written word of God. We ask that you'd bless and use this today in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, we want to pick up now, um, continuing on from our last lesson, which uh, John said, this is the record that we have eternal life. I want to continue here where he says in verse 14, and this is the confidence that we have in him. We're going to look at the word confidence as we look at this lesson. I'll read you from, uh, we'll read down from verse 13 to the end of this chapter, and then we'll we'll cover a few things which we've done in the past. So the Bible says, these things have I written unto you that believe in the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And of course, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. If we know that he hear, hear us, whomsoever, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desired of him. If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask and he shall give him life. For them that sin not unto death, there is a sin unto death, I do not say that ye shall pray for it. All unrighteousness is sin and there is a sin unto death. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself. And that which and that wicked one toucheth him not. And we know that we are of God and the whole world life in wickedness. And we know that the Son of God has come and have given us an understanding that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true, even in his Son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourself from idols. And if there is one thing that there is the sign of a believer, and that sign of the believer is generally knowing that that, that person, man, woman or child, has received something from Jesus Christ. The as I as we open up a way of introduction before we fully get into this message of our confidence, I want to want to remind you that salvation is God's idea. And salvation means that you and I had been brought to a, a place where we were able to receive the gift of salvation, which is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. You should remember those verses. And that we, uh, that we receive something from God by the way of the authority of Jesus Christ. So 
the sign of a believer is that that man or woman is that we have received something of Jesus Christ. Now, the Bible tells us what we have received, and that's clearly found in Romans chapter 5, verse 11. It's a scripture that you should write down and keep always on hand where he says, and not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. That atonement is the blood of Christ. It makes us one with God. So when John is writing to us, he writes from two standpoints, and one of the first standpoints he writes where he says, And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. And then, of course, in Romans, when Paul wrote, we understand here that we can joy in God because we have received the atonement. We have received something from the Lord by way of salvation. And so, therefore, that is salvation. But John is writing not on the platform of salvation. He's writing on the platform of conversion, meaning to open our eyes that we can now walk in light and not in darkness. Salvation is regeneration. It's found like in receiving. And if you remember Titus chapter 3, verse 5, where he says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, by the washing of regeneration, renewing of the Holy Ghost. I remember that when I got saved, how much that verse meant something to me. Something had happened to me where... I was once walking on one pathway and I seem to be now walking on a different direction altogether. Regeneration is like being renewed. It's like when the rain falls on the dry land and the, and the brown grass turns green. But Paul, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, is not writing to us on the grounds of salvation. He's writing to us by way of conversion. And conversion meaning to open our eyes to give us the understanding of our salvation and by doing this he's going to help our joy in him so if you consider what John writes and I'll continue reading in verse 5 of chapter 1 to put some things in context before we come back to our passage he says this in this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. Remember, he's writing to the believer, and in him is no darkness at all. You say, Brother Simon, what is a believer? Well, a believer is someone who has had the blood of Jesus Christ applied to their account. That's what he's saying there in, in 1 John chapter 2, where he says, and he is the propitiation for our sins. So the blood of Christ appeased the wrath of God, but not for our sins only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And, and therefore Jesus, God has already saved the world. It's just a matter then whether a man, woman and child would receive Jesus Christ as their saviour. And once they do, then, then, they are now, then they now have the blood applied to their account, which we've mentioned. We won't go into the blood of Christ in any detail in this lesson, but the lesson I want you to realise is that John's writing it for our conversion as a believer so we can walk in light and not in darkness. So he says in verse 6, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. He's not dealing with our salvation. He's dealing with our walk. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. 
and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all, all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a lie, and his word is not in us. I'll just continue reading here, my little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, not for our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. Hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. So he that he saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whosoever keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith, he abideth in him, ought himself also to walk even as he walked, that's Christ. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which he had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which he have heard from the beginning. And again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. Now, think about this. He that saith he is in the light, so that's your brother and sister, and hate of his brother is in darkness until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. Okay, so that's important because if you remember the verse of, if you remember Proverbs chapter 4, 18, where it says, the path of the just is as a shining light that, that shineth more and more uh, unto the perfect day. So where, so the path of the just is as a shining light, and it, and it shineth brighter unto the perfect day. And But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven. So there's a definite, there's a definite uh, excitation for us to walk in the light, and not after darkness. And people, then a person who's walking in darkness, stumbleth, and they not know which way they're going. You know, it's um, it's very important to realise that in the day and age you live in, there's a lot of scoffers in the world saying, "Where is, where is his coming?" and and, and there's one thing that we believe as Bible believers is found there in, in 1 Peter chapter 4, 7 when Peter said, But the end of all things is at hand. Be therefore sober and watch unto prayer. That is the imminent return of Jesus Christ. You know, you and I should never be discouraged from thinking that there's no reason why Jesus can't come back right now and take you and I out of here as being redeemed and born again. You know, there's something special about being saved. We know the Lord is coming back. He's going to take us. He's going to take the church out of here. And it's called the imminent return of Christ. We should always walk in light of that. Yet there seems to be a real attack now on on the fact that the rapture will happen before the tribulation. And I'll, and I'll come to the passage we're coming to to give a little bit of clarity on this. Uh, you and I, you and I, as believers can definitely go through tribulation. There's a lot of tribulation in this world. There has been ever since Paul, ever since Christ died and buried and rose again. So, you know, when you consider the tribulation, some saints have already been through. 
it is not the great tribulation that Jesus Christ made it very clear in um, he made it very clear when in Matthew 24 21 when he said that the tribulation was called the great tribulation remember it was called great remember he mentioned that there was nothing like it from the beginning of the world to this time nor ever shall be in other words if you think what's happening in the world today is bad it is nothing we none of us have gone through the fox boxes uh, excuse me the fox's book of martyrs read the persecution that was on the believers think about the second world war there is nothing that you and i are going through or even the world at this at this particular time that even comes close to what jesus christ mentioned as the great tribulation and we know that we know we have the hope and the imminent return of Christ that we can look unto him. And the reason we can look unto him is because we have received Christ as our Saviour. We have received the atonement. The Bible says that the Bible said that he's given us a promise in Ephesians chapter one, verse thirteen, where he said, In whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, this is in Ephesians one thirteen, the gospel of your salvation in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, until the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the promise of his glory. You know, we can walk in light that Jesus Christ is going to return and take us out of here because we are purchased possessions, we have received the blood of Christ, which meaning that we have been redeemed, we are his. I often like in the illustration that when I used to practice golf, I didn't like my balls to be picked up by anyone else practicing, so I'd put three dots on my golf balls. And I remember one day going down the paddock and picking up my golf balls, and I could, and if any golf ball didn't have those three dots in it, I'd put it aside. And then, and the ones that did have the three dots I put in my bag and I was thinking how much it is like the rapture when Jesus does returns he will see the seal that we have upon us amen and he will take us and he will leave the others and of course there is a clarity in the book of first John that there are two types of people in this world there are those that are saved where the blood of Jesus Christ has been applied to their account as found in first uh, John chapter 2 the propitiation of our sins but not only so, but the propitiation for the sins of the whole world. And there's nothing stopping any man, woman or child coming to that place of salvation right now where they can receive something from Christ and they can thank him that he died for their sins, that, that he was buried and rose again. And what a promise that you have if you're an unbeliever, that you can believe what the Bible says and receive something from Jesus Christ, which is salvation. But to us who have believed um, and we have heard the gospel of our salvation when we have received him as our Lord and God and Saviour, understand that he is going to return, amen, and he's going to take those which are his and he's going to take us out of here. And that's why it's really important to uh, be careful of those who want to attack the, the doctrine of the imminent return of Christ where, where Peter said that all things are at hand. It really are. At the moment you have... Um, you have a big attack on on the uh, rapture of the church now. It seems to be people want to talk about pre-wrath and all these other all all these other strange doctrines, and they want to get away from the very fact that you and I have been saved, 
and that God's coming back to take take us out of here before what Jesus talks about the great tribulation. We're not going to go into obviously the great tribulation at, in this particular lesson, but it is important to know where you and I are at at the moment. So in so when we come back to our passage here in First John, I think it's important to to keep in mind that what he's talking about here because in verse 14 he says and this is the confidence that we have in him there's definitely two words that you and i need as believers that's joy and confidence i have the greatest confidence in the world that my god my savior is going to come back and take us out of here i have a greatest confidence in the world because of the word of god that i can walk in light as he's in the light as john has instructed us to do and therefore, we have a confidence that, that we have in him, that's in Christ. He's like the, Jesus is like the ark. You know, when Noah preached, a preacher of righteousness, he preached for 120 years that the flood would come. Well, the eight souls that got saved, they, were, they entered that ark and God shut that door and judgment came down and the ark was lifted up. You and I are in Christ. When judgment hits, we go up. What a, what a blessing that is. We have a confidence in him. If we ask anything according to his will, notice he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we decide of him. Now, so I want you to think about that for a moment. So the first thing is that you and I, as believers... We can we're, 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 the path of the just is as a shining light. So you and I are a light in this world and we can continue on in, in that light until he returns. And John is writing to the believer that we would walk in light, not in darkness. Amen. Just consider, believer, what do you do with your body? What do you do with your temple? You know, are you married to a believer or an unbeliever? Well, what is it that, what is it, what is it are you walking after at this particular time? Do you Is your mind and heart upon the Lord Jesus Christ? Is he directing you and guiding you? And understand that when he does do that, you have a confidence that you're in him, that you're walking in the light, and then therefore then we are able to ask anything according to his will. And of course when we do that, we know that we have this confidence that our petitions, our petition of the just are a result of us walking in the light. So when you and I walk in the light as he's in the light, there's nothing stopping us asking our Lord and our God and our Saviour anything. And and Lord, we, and we know that whatever we ask, that that we know that he heareth us and we have a confidence then that we have the petition that we decide of him. What a wonderful petition that is. What a wonderful confidence. The illustration of our move up north is I have a confidence that the Lord is taking us up there for a very simple fact is that I know he heareth us and therefore our faith is then in the fact he does hear us hear us and think about that. If you know he hears you, then there's a great power in our faith and our faith then it gives us the confidence that we have. And of course the confidence that we have is connected to our faith, which is found in verse five who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. What a blessing that is to know what your faith is and that your faith 
is in Jesus Christ and therefore we know that we are in him and therefore we know that whatever we ask according to his will, he heareth us and we know that he heareth us and therefore we have the confidence that he will answer the petitions that we desire of him. So faith then is understanding that you and I can follow the Lord and that he is our shepherd. We're going to flee from strangers, but we're going to, we know his voice and we can follow him. And When you and I are following the Lord Jesus Christ, then we can claim Proverbs um, chapter 4 where he says that the path of the just is a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness, and they know not at what they stumble. And I say to you, a lot of believers are walking in darkness. They're not walking in light at all. And they're stumbling and they're stumbling, especially in the day and age we live in. Now, notice he says in verse 16 of chapter 3, he says, If any man see his brother's sin, a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that you shall pray for it. Now we know that the Apostle Paul said that if I've done anything worthy of death, um, he would have he would have died, and he would that would have been a judgment upon him. In the Old Testament, if you remember that, if you have committed adultery or murder, um, there were different sins that you could be stoned for or put to death. But I think largely when John is writing here and he's writing to the petitions that we can have in him. Now, if you and I are, if you and I are in darkness or if you and I are in tribulation of some description, these verses make somewhat sense. It's not for us really to start to to pray judgment on others. If any man sees brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask and he shall give him life. So it's important for us to forgive one another, amen, for, um, for our life. For then there's a sin not unto death, therefore it's a sin unto death. I do not say that you shall pray for it. Now if you're going for great tribulation, or not great tribulation, but if you're going for tribulation as a believer, you've been rejected by others, um, you're not you're not getting uh, you know you're going through something that doesn't seem just and I think these verses are very clear then that sometimes we shouldn't pray then that there is pray for someone where he says this is the sin under death this definitely could be passages that you could probably find in the great tribulation when there is so much darkness when there is so much injustice and, and those sorts of things so so I don't. I, I say that to make, put in mind that right at the moment you have you have the the fighting there over there in Israel. And just remember, in the Old Testament, God commanded the Jews that they could drive out the occupants of the land under Joshua. God had given them that land, and the rest of the world was given to the Gentiles. But understand at the moment that the Jews are walking in darkness. They are. They have rejected their Messiah and it will take the great tribulation for the Jews to get back on the right side of their Messiah again and when they do and they call upon him then God will will repair the covenant that he has with his people and then of course that will 
bring in the return of Jesus Christ. But the great tribulation will be something God uses to bring them back. But you and I will be taken out of here. So if you were someone going through tribulation, be careful of praying the prayer here where he says, there is a sin unto death. I do not say that you shall pray for it. And I'm sure we've all been tempted sometimes to pray something of that manner, especially to someone who's showing injustice to other people. Because he says in verse 17, all unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not unto death. We know, dealing with us, that whoso is born of God sinneth not. And the reason that is that we have the second birth. Uh, we have Christ in us. The new man, the new man cannot sin. The old man can, but the new man can't. But that he that is begotten of God keepeth himself. Amen. You and I being born again, we get to keep ourselves, and that wicked one toucheth him not. So Satan can't touch you. We know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth what? In wickedness. And the reason that is, that the whole world lieth in wickedness, comes back to our last lesson where he says, these things, uh, verse, uh, let's pick it up in verse 10, where he says, He that believeth on the Son of God have the witness in himself. He that believeth not God have made him a liar, amen, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. So therefore, when this world is calling God a liar, they are wicked, and we know that we are of God, and the whole world life in wickedness, and we know that the Son of God has come, amen, we've got the record, and he have given us an understanding, and that's because we have the Holy Spirit and the written word that, uh, that can be illuminated to our understanding to realize that what's, that's why John's writing to you, that you and I walk in, in the light, not in the darkness, and we shouldn't hate one another, and we know him, that is true, and of course that's the Lord, and we are in him, and that is true, and that's our salvation, even in his son Jesus Christ, who now we can joy in God because we have received the atonement. And of course, now that you can joy in God, that can then give you the confidence that you can ask then anything according to his will, and you know that he heareth you, and you know that he will answer you according to that petition which we read, and that's a true God and eternal life, and little children, keep yourselves from idols. So I'm going to close here with this thought. What is your relationship like with the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you walking in the light as a born-again believer? Do you have the confidence in him? Do you know that when you pray, he heareth you? Is your joy being fulfilled because is it being fulfilled because you do believe the account that God gave his son? Are you walking in light as the exhortation here is by John for us to walk after light and he gives us the different illustrations and the different things here for us to follow and believe by faith? Do you realize that you have now the Holy Spirit with bear witnesses, excuse me, bears witness to the truths of God? The mysteries of God, God, manif God manifests in the flesh, uh, Christ in you, the hope of glory, us being in one body, the, the body of Jesus Christ, the very fact that you are in one body, we are in him, and the very fact that the rapture of the church will happen and we're not going to be taken through what's called the great tribulation. Are you walking 
Are you walking after the Lord? Are you keeping yourself? Are you walking with believers or unbelievers? Are you walking in the very fact that God would want you to walk? And when you do know you're walking with the Lord, isn't it wonderful then that you can pray to him and we have that confidence in him that he heareth you and understand that the Lord's mercy and his grace is always there for us as believers. and We can come to the throne of grace at any time we need. We can ask for grace. You can ask the Lord when your belief and your faith is weak. You know where He said, "Lord, help my, help my unbelief." Sometimes we need God to help our unbelief. We need Him to strengthen our faith. We need, we need Him on so many levels because we are living in a dark world. Realize that the world hated Jesus Christ. They will hate you. They'll especially hate you when you believe the record that God had given His Son. The whole world is calling God a liar at the moment. You live in a time now, one of the biggest lies that I think they have put in this in this last, say, 20 years is the, is the lie of the climate change. Climate change is not actually hurting the earth, but it's definitely hurting society because it's taken away um, young people's hope and faith in God, where they've almost taken away man's hope. And, well, you know, if the world's going to melt, then what's the point? We live in a time where you and as a believer need to get back as a and, and not listen to the voice of strangers. If you're in a if you're in a church and you're around a pastor that's teaching is teaching something that is not biblical and they can't show you from the Bible, then be very careful and aware of that. I think it's very important that your faith and my faith should be so much strengthened in the things that we have received. And we are to love the things of God, not the not the things of this world. And I'll close where John says, he said in John chapter, I think it is um, chapter 2 and verse 12, it's another verse you should remember, but he says, I write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I have written unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. In verse 15 he says, love not the world, neither the things in the world, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. So maybe when you look at these verses, check your, uh, check your relationship with the Lord. If there's anything between you and God, pray that you deal with it, that you can get your joy, your confidence back in, that you can be a strong light. Just remember that you might be the only light that your family or a friend might see that we can walk after the that we can walk as lights for Jesus Christ in this world and amen